You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Joined today, as always, by my favorite co-host, got Phil, Sleepy Boy Simmons, Shevinini, and Nate Chris. Gentlemen, how are we today? Oh, hey, I'm not sleepy. I don't think Chev is either, so I'll just it up. Oh, the water's Come on, heaven, man. man. Oh, the water's heaven. Put some Mio in that thing. Hey, I changed the water cooler today at work, so we're, we hit the did the same thing today. That's a big deal. Yeah. Just one bottle, huh? Yeah, one bottle. It's actually really nasty because you got to like put a straw into it. And like it seems really unsanitary because you can't put the straw into it without touching it. And then it goes mm-hmm. into the water. It just seems like really bad design. Hmm. Yeah. I do wash my hands before I do it, though, of course. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. So, what a day. <laughs> the regular season is over. By now, you are champions of your league because you've been listening to the Dynasty Rewind Fantasy Football Podcast. So, cheers to you. Here's a sound drop for you champions. Takes every single inch of it. Absolutely, <laughs> you do. You take every single inch of your opponent's money. But rookie drafts are upon us. And, look, we know it's a great running back class. Talked about that last week. So, if you missed it, go back, listen in. Just go back to our very first episode and listen to the whole catalog. Several times. We love when people do that. But today we're going to be talking about five-ish rookie wide receivers that you need to know. We'll have a few honorable mentions. They may not be first-round picks, but they'll be there in the mid to early second round. So we're going to kick it to the head of our Debbie department, Nate Christian. He's going to tell us some of these wide receivers we need to know, why we need to know who they are, and where he thinks they can be drafted. So, Nate, let's start it off, and I'll just prompt you, and you could talk about them. Jackson Smith and Jigba from the Ohio State mm-hmm. University losing their starting quarterback, but they still have Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams returning for another season. So, Nate, JSN, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, you know, most people knew his name going into this college season because he finished last year as one of the best college wide receivers mm-hmm. uh, for an Ohio State team where he actually outpaced Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, two of the best wide receivers in this NFL draft class we just saw. Jackson Smith and Jigba really outpaced them, you know, led the receiving room for Ohio State in receiving and, you know, came into this season with all the hype in the world about how he was the wide receiver one in this draft class and how he was ready to take on, you know, the, the wide receiver one role at Ohio State and eventually, you know, be the wide receiver one in the NFL draft. And he's, you know, he's still there for some people. And I myself have wavered a little bit. I, I think I might have him back there. I, I just, we, unfortunately, he missed the whole season with injury, basically. Uh, he, he only caught five passes this year, 43 yards. He only played in three total games. Didn't really play many snaps in those games. Didn't really make it through the rest of the whole games. He just really struggled to get on the field. A lingering hamstring issue that took him out the entire season. Mm-hmm. That's a worry of mine for sure. But, you know, he declared for the NFL draft that he's going to be working on getting healthy. So Jackson says the Jigba is getting healthy. And if we see him healthy, the NFL is going to be in trouble because this guy is one of the best route runners coming out of college football right now. He's a true technician, just like many of the other Ohio State wide receivers. You know, he has good size at six foot one, 200 pounds. He's not the, 
you know, a track athlete like some of the other guys mm-hmm. we've seen come out, but he does have enough acceleration and agility to create yards after the catch. He's going to get open, create separation through his route running. He doesn't need that top end speed to do what he does. And we saw him play in the slot his entire college career. It's interesting to see if he's going to be able to do it outside in the NFL. And then, of course, I can't stop without saying last year the stats were incredible. 95 receptions for 1,606 yards, nine touchdowns, average 16.9 yards per catch. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. good. Very right. good. So that's JSN for you. I heard somebody say that they're like they were worried about him because he's small, but he's six foot one, like two hundred pounds, right? Yeah, he's not small. Yeah. He's yeah. Gonna be all right. I don't know what what um, website they were. I mean, maybe his twenty four seven scouting profile. Obviously, these guys they come in a little bit smaller, they grow. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, make sure you stay up to date, everybody, before you just go spouting things on Twitter. That's what Twitter's owner is for. So let's move on. Uh, Jordan Addison played at both Pitt and USC. Nate, see the wide receiver one, or are you still banking JSN there? Yeah, see, this is what I'm between right now. You know, I kind of have him 1A, 1B at this mm-hmm. point. And then I've uh, another guy we'll talk about next after them. Uh, but uh, Jordan Addison, the Belichnikoff winner in 2021 uh, as the best wide receiver in college football. Catching passes from Kenny Pickett. Mike, I know you loved him. And 100 receptions for just about 1,600 yards uh, with 17 touchdowns. I mean, Jordan Addison really showed off his skills last year and ended up transferring in the offseason to USC. He joined Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. Uh, Wasn't on the field the entire season. He did deal with some injuries, but 59 receptions, 875 yards and eight touchdowns. Still looked like one of the best wide receivers in college football when he played. Jordan Addison really fits that Devonta Smith role. Because he's a little skinny, you know, has a slim reaper kind of play style at six foot, 175 pounds, but he is physical. He can create the contested catch situations and win those with his long frame, long arms, and his ability just to track the ball is really impressive. Plus the yak ability. He's an athlete. He's fast. He's able to accelerate and, you know, break corners, turn angles, make the safeties miss. I love Jordan Addison. I would love to hear about what you guys think about Jordan Addison because some people have him as the wide receiver one. Some people have him as the three or four in this class. Yeah, I'm a Jordan Addison fan. Been a fan since I scouted Kenny Pickett and I saw him. Um, kind of figured he would transfer out of Pitt, to be honest with you. And yeah. it's good. And I know yeah. he missed time, but everyone's really concerned about it. He still played in 11 games last year. So he missed time. It's not like he missed the entire season or anything like that and still put up almost 900 yards receiving. So uh, I'm not worried about him. I do like, you know, not saying a straight up comp to Devonta Smith, but saying he has some of the attributes with the frame. I agree. And we see that these guys, they can excel in the NFL. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like Devonta Smith. He's built differently. I've never seen a skinny guy block like that ever. Right. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I see him going out there mowing down cornerbacks. I'm like, Oh, all right. Good for you. So Jordan Addison, I'm on board. Yeah, and no, I think I, I like him a lot. I think he's going to be my one or two, like Nate said. I really like his route running, man. I think he can break it off on people, and it's just incredible what he can do with his routes. I don't think there's a wasted movement that he brings on routes, mm-hmm. which I really love. And even though he's in the slot a good amount, he's making plays down the field, which I really like. He's not just a guy that's small and just doing these little slot routes. No, he's going up making big plays. He plays a lot bigger than what his frame is, and I'm really excited what he has to offer in the NFL. I think he kind of reminds me a little bit of a Calvin Ridley-esque player, 
it seems to be the same player in my opinion. Uh, I don't know, man. I think this dude, he's going to be – I think he's got a chance to be pretty special in the league in my opinion. To specify, more Calvin Ridley than Riley Ridley, correct? <laughs> Uh, we'll get him a Bears jersey. We'll see how he looks. How about that? Ooh, there we go. You're you just trying to will a quarter, will a wide receiver there. That's all I hear. Hell, somebody's got to. I mean, right? Wouldn't be the worst thing ever. All right, so we will move on. And Quentin Johnston from TCU, the national champion. Hopeful didn't really work out that way. Yeah. Nate. Yeah. So Quentin Johnston talking about a guy who plays big six foot four, 215 pounds. This is one of the guys. There's not too many of these guys coming out each draft class anymore who fit this alpha X wide receiver role, but he does Um, at 215 pounds. He's, you know, not that kind of prototypical guy outside who's 230 pounds or something like that. But with Quentin Johnston, 215 pounds, he creates yards after the catch. And that's what really separates him from a lot of the other players who fit in that X alpha role. You know, those guys are usually the guys who can't really separate. They, you know, win those contested catches. I will say Quentin Johnston, we do see some issues sometimes with uh, separation out of his breaks. If he's, if you're asking him to run a go route, he can definitely create some separation though. But once he has the ball in his hands, he is a weapon. So, you know, having that combo of size, speed, and then the agility after the catch, it is just uh, talk about a boomer bust prospect. Quentin Johnston, mm-hmm. he's going to be in the same mold as a lot of these, you know, boomer bust guys we've seen before. You know, Traylon Burks, you know, uh, jury's still out on him, but you know, DK Metcalf, he has that kind of potential, but he also has the potential to be like a Martavius Bryant or a Kevin White or something like that. Poor Kevin White, though, injuries never really let him get going, you know, but he's, he's going to fit that kind of vibe where, you know, we saw the, him get better each year. But a lot of that was analytics with efficiency and stuff like that. He didn't have his first 1,000-yard season until this year when he had 1,069 yards on 60 receptions. I like Quentin Johnston, but he doesn't feel as safe as the other two. I don't know what you guys think about, but how do you guys feel about Quentin Johnston? I I think his his ceiling is actually pretty high in my opinion, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. close to making him my wide receiver too. Um, not quite one quite yet. Um, I've seen a couple of routes when he's just running. I see what you meant, like going downfield, uh, running post routes. Um, he's creating a ton of separation there, but his release package needs a lot of work. He does a lot mm-hmm. of juking on mm-hmm. off coverage. Which I what didn't look good, look kind of dumb because you're trying to juke nobody in that case. But um, I think that stuff like that can get cleaned up. You know, we talked about DK Metcalf had the route branch and not the route tree. Um, <laughs> if you just give him a little bit more of coaching when it comes down to his intermediate and his short routes, I think he can be that DK Metcalf type of receiver on an NFL team if he can, if he's able to you know fix that fix that issue, but. That that downfield threat is it's quite scary. Uh, the one thing he does need to help fix is his hands. Uh, he, I've seen a little bit of concentration drops on on his profile, but other than that, if he fixes hands and his release package, I think he has the potential to be a wide receiver one in this class. You speak of hands, I want to see him use his hands more. Honestly, mm, I feel like he yeah. catches with his body a lot. His body. And, you know, I I had to see more. I just I had to see a highlight tape. I watched film for about three or four games. I was like, I'm missing something. There's something that I'm not seeing. He's not playing to his height. He's not going up and getting the ball with his hands. What am I missing? Then I turn on the highlight tape, and these plays weren't even in bounds, but the dude jumps out the gym, goes up, makes a play with his hands. 
And I'm like, if this dude just did this during the game, I mean, golly, this dude would be insane. But he, mm. he just plays kind of soft sometimes. And I think he has a lot of potential. Like Porkman said, he could be the wide receiver one at the end of this uh, with how much athletic ability that he has. He does. I like his little spin move that he uses, though. He, he anticipates mm-hmm. that cornerback coming up and hitting him. And he, he can be a little slippery. So I like to see that, especially with the speed, man. The dude is a freak, though. Let's hope that his ceiling isn't as high as Martavis Bryant's. Let's <laughs> what it did there. Martavis yeah. Bryant, current wide receiver for the Vegas Vipers of the XFL. In case anyone is wondering what he's up to. XFL, it is. I Las, love it. Las Vegas, not a great place for Martavis Bryant. But let's move on. Joshua Downs from UNC. This is a guy that I'm really high on. I think personally I'd rather have him over Quentin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Quentin uh, – sorry. Josh Downs. My God. Very fun player. And, you know, Mike, we've been talking about him a while ever since we – you know, we actually all talked about Josh Downs before because mm-hmm. we all scouted Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. And Sam Howell, you know, we saw him play with Daz Newsom. We saw him play uh, with Dimey Brown. But – Josh Downs is the best of the three and Josh Downs, his ability to create separation, create yards after the catch, you know, Dami Brown was a deep threat. Daz Newsom was a little slot guy. Josh Downs can do it all. And, you know, he, he, some people will say, Oh, but Josh Downs is a little small. You know, Josh Downs really isn't that small five foot 10, um, 175 pounds or so, you know, it's not your ideal size, but he's not out there being five foot eight. Mm-hmm. Um, at least as far as I know, we'll see when the combine gets there, but it doesn't look like he's going to be five foot eight. So five foot 10, you know, in today's modern NFL, that's based on speed. You know, that's the, the average wide receiver height is a six foot. You know, a, a lot of players were seeing succeed at five eleven, five ten. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think the size concerns too big of an issue here. Um, some people may mention the BMI 170 pounds, but come on. I think that that's been disproven by this point. Josh Downs, speed, athleticism, his ability to create separation, checks a lot of boxes for me, and I'm excited to watch him. So, Mike, I already know you like him. What do you think, Pork? I'm actually a big fan of Josh Downs. Um, like, like you said, in the intermediate routes, he does create separation. Um, I think that's the that's the type of receivers that we're looking for in fantasy for the PPR. And if he goes to a really good spot, uh, I, I think there's going to be quarterbacks looking for him constantly um on all types of downs first second and third down uh somebody that somebody you know that has good hands and is going to be reliable for for your team so and that's going to help us for fantasy and ppr purposes so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a i'm a big fan of his so what do you think show yeah i'm in the same boat i mean every time this guy goes up for the ball he's using his hands to catch it I mean, he changes his speed so well on his route running, too. You can see he kind of walks into it. Sometimes he's jogging into it, but he busts off a nice little move with his feet. I really like this guy a lot. I think he's going to be a nice little mold in the NFL. I, I know we, we're talking about Daz Newsom. We're talking about Kevin White. I feel like this is just a Bears <laughs> roast show about wide receivers. But, you know, Josh Downs is a guy that some team's going to be very happy that they got him, and he's going to produce pretty well. He's going to be consistently open. So, this is a good wide receiver in this class. Completely agree. Um, so last one here before we go to Nate will just run through some two quick honorable mentions. That's Keishon Boutte. We already know about the off-field issues with him. That's been well-documented. So we're just going to go past that. But, Nate, what do you see on the tape and on the field that he could bring to an NFL team? 
Yeah, you know, Keishon Butte, this is a guy that we've all been talking about for a while in the Debbie community because, you know, LSU, hey, it's one of the new wide receiver universities. Now we have Jamar Chase come out of there, Justin Jefferson. Really incredible that Terry, yeah, Terry I was going to get to him in a second. He just doesn't really belong <laughs> in the same sentence as those other two guys. Same too. And, and maybe, maybe it's Keishon Butte now. Um, you know, a, a really good freshman season broke out in the SEC was over 700 yards. Sophomore season started out really strong, nine touchdowns in just, you know, six or so games, had a foot injury, missed the rest of the season. And, you know, then, then we have some of the off field issues and things. Chip Kelly coming into town. There's a lot of question marks coming into this season. Brian but, Kelly? Hey, uh, yeah, Brian Kelly. Is that Chip? Yep. Brian Kelly. Um, there's a lot of question marks, you know, is he healthy? Is his head in the game, you know, and can he, can he continue to improve and, you know, be the wide receiver one in this draft class? Because remember coming into the season, Keishon Boutte was a popular one, you know, wide receiver one for this draft class. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He gets outplayed by his teammate Malik neighbors, who we're going to be talking about next year. Remember the name Malik neighbors, very talented yeah. this year. All Boutte can put together is 48 yard uh, receptions for 538 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. Uh, really struggled to take on any kind of lead role in the wide receiver room. Uh, was just in the mix of the top three, four wide receivers in that uh, room. So, you know, I like to see players that improve throughout mm. their career. Unfortunately, it looks like Boutte has gone the opposite way. But on film, we do see some, you know, some good qualities. You know, you saw nine touchdowns in 2021 in just a couple games. You know, we've seen this guy who can dominate on the outside at six foot. You know, he's not the biggest player, but he has some plays where he really does play above his size and he can mm-hmm. win in the red zone. He, he is a physical player when he's playing at his fullest. The question is, yep. is he healthy? And if he is, does he, does he have that dog in him? You know, does he have the dog in him? Because that's what he's, what he's had before. And it seems like it might be missing now because he's a talented player. There's definitely talent there. We just got to make sure he's got that dog in him. Sean, if you have the shot show tracker, put down one shot for Nate for using the phrase, got that dog in him. I knew you that. uh, Bob will love it even more. He is a big fan of that one. Um, (laughs) All right. So we got two honorable mentions for you guys that you're going to want to definitely think about. Rasheed Rice is one and Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyde, who I think might not have broken out if Cedric Tillman had not been injured. There's a very good possibility of that. But Nate, tell us why these guys need to be on your radar. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt definitely needs to be on your radar. He was the Blick knockoff winner this year uh, as the best wide receiver in college football. Uh, playing for Tennessee, like Mike said, Cedric Tillman did go down, and suddenly Jalen Hyatt took off, uh, just completely uh, went off. And it, very impressive, and that's why he won his award. I'm trying to pull up his stats against Alabama because Jalen Hyatt versus Alabama really put his name on the map this year in a big mm-hmm. game against a very good Alabama. Tennessee was playing them, and you know Cedric Tillman was out. The idea was that hey, they're not going to be able to put up the points to match Bama. And what happens? Jalen Hyatt goes off for six receptions. You can, you're like, okay, he's only got six receptions. Two hundred seven yards, five touchdowns. Insane. This man was averaging 35 yards a catch and just, just dominated the matchup against Alabama. And you can say he was schemed open. He was against a safety on most of those touchdowns. But when you see something continue to happen and Alabama is no slouch with their coaching staff, you know, Jalen Hyatt has got the talent. 
do I think he was the best college, college wide receiver this year? No. I would give that award to Marvin Harrison Jr. But Jalen yeah. Hyatt, still a very, very good field stretcher. And I think that's going to be his role in the NFL. I think this might be one of those players that's a better NFL player than fantasy player. He could be a very, very valuable player for, say, the Chargers or the Cowboys who really need that field stretcher on their team to open up things underneath. Jalen Hyatt can fill that role. And with that role, with his speed, which could, you know, we're going to see it 4 3 most likely, uh, he could have some really big weeks for you. Best ball target, you know. I'm wondering if the consistency is there. We're going to get through the film. We'll all make our own opinions because there are some people out there that are saying that Jalen Hyatt could be like the next Will Fuller. And, hey, when Will Fuller was healthy, he was Very really good. good in fantasy football. He was, yeah. yeah. Hella good. Yeah, hella good. Hella yeah, good. Yeah, and then Rashi Rice. You know, Mike, I know you love yourself some SMU wide receivers. I do myself. I uh, do. You know, coming, coming out of the group of five, playing in the American Athletic Conference, he's six foot three, 206 pounds. And Rashi Rice just, he was the wide receiver one on a good offense. And he put together 96 receptions, 13 and a half hundred yards, and 10 touchdowns. Uh, this is a guy that can be physical, can win contested catches, can get open, create yards after the catch. He really f- checks a lot of boxes as a mm-hmm. prospect. One of the bigger questions is just, you know, how does he transition from playing in the American Conference to the NFL? Does he get the draft capital? You know, I expect him to get day two draft capital. Is that second round? Is that mid to late third round? You know, I think the Senior Bowl and the Combine are going to be very, very important for Rashi Rice. He'll either be someone that you're not going to be hearing a ton of by the end of the draft process or by the end of the draft process, you might even be hearing, you know, top second, early first. I mean, not early first. Early second, late first for Rashi Rice if uh, he he gets the hype that he could get out of the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, he put those numbers up with a messed up toe for nine weeks too. Mm-hmm. So with that, if he comes out healthy and, you know, he gets that fix, come to the combine, the senior bowl, that can be really big for him. Yep. That can raise his stock Absolutely. a lot. Yeah. There's going to be other wide receivers that show out between now and then uh, or, you know, draft stock rises all that good stuff so make sure you stay tuned here this is really the only dynasty channel you need quite frankly if you're going anywhere else it's just you're cheating and we will not stand for it so what is the best way to be prepared for your rookie drafts we want you to be part of the best community in fantasy football become a rewinder today and get access to rankings bonus pods written content and so much more and we're offering a 10 percent discount in yearly membership it's like you're getting a month for free one thing that does not do is stink because with dr squatch satisfaction is guaranteed don't drop the soap take care of yourself for once and smell great doing it if you're new to dr squatch save 10 percent off orders of 20 dollars or more links are in the description get ready for best ball pickums and rivals use the promo code rewind underdog fantasy and get a 100 match on your first deposit up to 100 and if you're headed to a game go to seekeek.com and use the promo code dynasty rewind to get 20 dollars off your first ticket purchase have that first date in beer on us with your savings for Chef Pork and Nate. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.